Welcome, everyone, to the Real Life Podcast from NVAR. I'm your host, Steve Russell, and we are on episode number two of our Spotlight series from Real Life. And I am very excited for my guest today, good friend of ours and of NVAR's. You've probably seen her on some of our Facebook Lives or some of our other fun promotional videos, but I am joined today by Sherry Skinner of Interstate Moving and Storage. Sherry, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Steve. I'm so excited about this. I've my first podcast. <laughs> that Woo-hoo! is exciting. I know. We've had the live video. We've done the, the elf costume, the green screen. We did all sorts of fun stuff, but this is our first podcast, audio-only medium, but we will still have plenty of fun. Don't worry. Um, but we are here today because... Uh, we are recording this at the very beginning of April, and spring and summer is, is upon us. It is coming fast, and spring and summer is moving season. And so we're here to get you and your clients ready for moving season. Uh, we want you to be able to impress your clients with expert moving tips, things you might not know, things they might not know, some secrets of the trade, and all of it uh, to save some time for you and your clients. So, Sherry, let's jump right in. Um, you're the moving expert. You've done some great videos for us before on top 10 moving tips and stuff like that. So I encourage people to check that out on Facebook. But um, just really quickly, um, moving, something I might not know, something I might not think about right off the bat. What is one of those things that you, uh, you guys see as like a things, number one things people forget? And I don't mean like physically forgot in their old house, but might have forgotten about the process, things that people would really love to know. Well, I would say that, especially this time of year, this is definitely something you don't want to be last minute about. So this time of year, people really need to, um, and also this market where things are just moving so fast, um, people need to just go ahead as soon as they think about moving, if they know where they're moving or, you know, they're thinking about listing their house, um, as soon as they talk to a realtor at the latest, they need to also be talking to movers. So um, that's why it's good for realtors to have movers that they trust, that they can refer to them. Uh, because they really need to to at least get an idea of how much it's going to cost, start thinking about who they're going to use. Because if that house sells fast, they have to get booked and, and have a plan in place. I'm already learning so much because the timing wasn't even something like I thought about off the top. It was I just figured it was you, you're moving. You kind of think you have to figure out when to do that. So buyers versus sellers. Obviously, sellers, you have a little better of idea of, of when you're going to put your house on the market and stuff like that. So right now the market's so crazy. Houses are going in days, hours, whatever, you know, a week maybe if you're lucky. So let's say you're looking to put your house on the market. You know, let's say you were looking, you know, you want to put your house on the market, you know, May 1st. When should people start the process? Well, if they, you know, they've been talking to the realtor about they're going to list the house. If the realtor wants them to declutter the house ahead of time, then, um, you know, that can take, if they're downsizing, if they have a lot of stuff, that could take some time. Uh, because they really should sort through things and decide, am I going to donate this? Am I going to junk this? Am I going to try to sell this? Which, by the way, nobody wants your stuff usually. (laughs) Not so easy to sell, especially furniture. Um, But it's possible. Um, Or, you know, do we need to put some stuff in storage uh, while we're selling the house? So that's why one reason why Interstate came up with uh, this Clutterbusters package that we – uh, market to realtors that so realtors know about it so they can um, take advantage of that it's still a partial do-it-yourself type of thing so people do need time so I would say you know at least uh, probably a month out they need to okay. start working on um, on 
downsizing or decluttering their house, whatever their situation is, before they would get their house on the market. Because that realtor wants to take those photos with a nice clean house and ready to show type photos. I promise this isn't planned. You said clutter buster? Yeah. Please explain the clutter buster. So it's a program we've been doing for, gosh, I think about six years now at Interstate. And it's a flat fee for two men and two storage containers to be brought out to the house. The two men can be there for up to four hours to fill these two storage containers. It includes two months of storage or kind of just thrown in for free. Um, it also has $15,000 of coverage for people's items. Um, and it's a flat fee of five fifty dollars for that. Um, and then we're going to give them an estimate because we're really, we'd like to move them <laughs> for right, that future move. But um, uh, they don't have to move with us to take advantage of this program. If they don't move with us, there is a delivery out fee. Uh, but we would explain everything before anybody signs up for anything with us. Gotcha. So that you can kind of get a little one-stop shop there as far as, hey, you got to get the, you know, get the declutter, get it ready for the listing. Hey, while well, let's talk about moving. So that's perfect. It's very, very convenient for the realtors and it helps the clients a lot. Just it's one less thing. And we're seeing, organize. we're seeing a lot right now too of people's houses are selling so fast and they're not finding that next house because the market is, right. uh, the listings are, uh, inventory is lower. So they might need to bring everything into storage then, you know, maybe we've got some of their things in the declutter. Maybe we don't, but they might have to have everything in storage for about a month or two months, you know, until they can make that move. Mm -hmm. And that's all over the country. So we're seeing people moving everywhere that might need us to hold their stuff for a little bit. So the, the way the market is right now is just, it's really unprecedented with just the speed at which things are moving. So it makes sense that the seller would have an advantage kind of going into the planning because you kind of get to determine your timing when you put your house on the market, et cetera. So you can kind of plan ahead more. But if you're buying, you know, uh, and there's plenty of real life scenarios of this of folks who are just looking to buy in the next few months. But a lot of times you're going to, if you're, if you're able to, you're going to buy something what the timing's not really going to matter so much. You're going to buy it when you can, if you can really. So buyers in a way don't have the the luxury of doing too, as much advanced planning if especially if they find the house that they want and it's maybe not in the exact time frame they were looking to move so what advice would you give to buyers who you know have to make you know some quick turnarounds uh possibly to to get the process started for them what, what would that look like you know if they they because they have to also look at their start estimating their cost of things. They're not only buying a house, they're moving, they might have some renovations with that house they're buying, all this kind of stuff. So they can go ahead and get an estimate at any time if they have an idea of where they're moving. Mm -hmm. You know, it's difficult if they say, well, I might move to Utah or Texas, <laughs> but we can give them both those estimates. <laughs> but, you know, if they know I'm staying in the area, um, we're going to buy something as soon as it comes, you know, we find that house and we can get it secured. They can, we can go ahead and provide an estimate for them for a local move. Or, you know, I know I'm moving down to Williamsburg area. We don't need to know the exact house. We could still give them an estimate. And I would say, you know, do that as part of your planning on purchasing a house. I'm going to purchase a house in the next couple months. I know I'm not going to move myself or I don't have friends that will help me <laughs> move me for some beer and pizza. You know, I, let, I, let me go ahead and get some estimates. So I, I can just make that as part of my budget planning. That's an excellent idea. So... Moving fact, go. Give me a tip. A tip. Tip. Um, uh, yeah, no, so we already talked about the or do things as soon as possible. So I'll give you a packing tip. Okay. Um, if you're packing your own boxes, 
then you want to fill up every single bit of that space. You want to make that a cube that cannot be crushed if another box is placed on top of it. Because no matter who you're using for a mover, they're stacking your boxes inside that truck. So you can use tea towels, you can use towels, you can use wadded up paper, um, but you want to fill that space. And you also don't want your items to be right up against the side of the box because, again, you know, if something else is sitting on top of that, there's going to be some some pressure there. So um, so that's my number one packing tip for you. But that is a great one because, again, you don't even think – you just put something in a box and you think that's a box. You don't think about – oh, there's, you know, six inches of space at the top of that box, heavy thing goes on top of it, you've got six inches less of box, and you better hope it's not crushing whatever's underneath that. So what would you say are some of the biggest questions you, you get asked from folks who have never used a moving service before? Kind of their, the first time they've done it, what is some of the most common questions you guys get? A lot of times uh, they're, they don't really know how we estimate things, and I don't want to get into the weeds with this, but essentially um, local moves are all done on how many people you put on the job and how long it takes and long distance moves are all done on how much are you taking and how far are you taking it. So that's gonna be weight. So this is a good reason why uh, you also really wanna get rid of things. Don't, don't say, well, I'm gonna move it and sort through it later. Well, right. you're paying for that extra stuff that you're moving. So that's, that's another reason for that. Um, and then, you know, what is basically included for most professional movers? Uh, so when they're giving you a cost of uh, that local move or long distance move, what does that include? A lot of people don't really have a concept of that. So, you know, uh, professional movers should be pad wrapping all the furniture as part of that move, protecting the home so they're not scraping the walls and things as part of the normal cost of the move. And then what is additional uh, cost? So, um, additional cost is packing those boxes. We have to now send packers out, you know, for that and materials. So, um, and every mover charges that in a different way. You know, our company does a flat, you know, if it's a medium box, it's this, boom. Not, and some break it out. The labor's this, the materials are this, you know. So um, you're not always looking at apples and oranges when you are talking to different movers as well. Uh, but that's that's the general stuff that I usually have to talk through with people when they give me a call. And I do want people to call me directly. Um, you know, that's why I come out here and I, I meet realtors, Call Sherry. Call Sherry directly. Say that to your clients. Give them my phone number. Give them my email because I'll talk them through all of this. And if they're not a good fit for us, I can give them recommendations for something else uh, because not everybody is is the correct fit. So I always just want to be a resource. That's excellent. And we will have Sherry's contact information in any post that you see for this podcast on social. And we'll also um, have Sherry fill us in uh, with some of her contact details at the very end so that you can write those down. Um, so uh, what about other, other things that you see realtors come to you with questions about? Because um, you, you, you're very active here at NVAR, at some of our events and programs. What are some of the most common things that you're hearing realtors come up and ask you about? Well, a lot of them ask, you know, do you do storage? And I'm like, okay, yeah, we do storage. It's in the name. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, and we can do short-term or long-term storage. We've had, I mean, we've had some people's stuff in storage for 12, 15 years because our company's been in business for almost 80 years now. 
So uh, we've had some people's stuff for a long time, and you wonder, you know, do you really need that? Why are you paying storage on this stuff? Right, right. <laughs> but, but, but we can do stuff as short as uh, we really have a, a minimum of one month storage okay. uh, in, in general um, that we will charge someone. But, um, but once it's past that first month, it's prorated when it comes out, we can do as short as, or as long as they need. What do you, okay, just off, you don't have, just off the top of your head, what, what is the longest you've stored something? Like, what do you guys have, like, someone, some, like, storage thing in the back corner that's like someone, no one's unlocked it in 30 years or something like that? Like, what's, what's our record? I have heard of us having someone's stuff for about 25 years. Wow. But, um. It's like a time capsule. Yeah. But there could be stuff there longer. I don't know. Wow, that's crazy. So, okay, now I know we're, we're getting into a little bit of a tangent, but that's okay because this is part of the fun. What happens when a storage locker just gets abandoned? Is it like the, is it like the TV show Storage Wars where a bunch of people show up and auction off the stuff? What no, happens? we don't. Well, okay, so you contact the person, you contact the person, right, you contact right. the person. We don't do, we don't have that, I don't know, some of those... Uh, storage war things i think after 30 days or something someone doesn't pay they could do something or 60 right. days we'll continue to try to contact people if they're not paying their monthly storage i can't tell you what that cutoff point is but there is a cutoff point and apparently once a year our company does do some kind of sale and they just do it like on one day and they let people that go to these type of things know about it mm-hmm. You're not bidding on stuff you're not seeing. They literally take all the stuff and they put it out for people to... to, But I I don't know any particulars of it. I'm not involved in that. Um, They don't give us like an inside track to know about when they're going to do that, you know, because I literally often will find out about like the day before it's going to happen. It's like, oh, they're doing that now. And I've had people tell me I've bought stuff at Interstate before, people that are in the area for a long time. So I know it happens. I'm just not really in the loop on that. Right. I know it's interesting to people. Yeah, no, it's just it's just kind of a thought that just came to my head. You know, there's probably like a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card sitting in somebody's storage locker and you just you just never know. Um, So we talked about how uh, you've done a lot with NVAR and are very active. And and so you've gotten a lot of feedback from realtors. Um, what are some things that clients should be, you know, folks who are looking into having uh, services for storage or for moving, what are some things that they should be asking their realtors or maybe things that they should be getting involved with their realtor sooner or things that their realtor can do to kind of help them along the way? Well, I think generally, uh, you know, realtors want to be the resource for their clients. And, um, you know, most realtors aren't going deal to deal. When I was a realtor, you know, it's all about you want to be their realtor for life. You want to be the family realtor, just like their family doctor. So that's why I think it's really important that realtors have resources to refer people to. Um, and, you know, we totally understand at Interstate that, or I understand for sure because I was a realtor, that most people want to talk to two or three people. It's not something they do every day. They want to price things out. So, um, so that's my number one tip for realtors is it is good to have to have these resources, you know, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people and they kind of brush me off. Like, why do I need to talk to you? You know, why not? You should have every tool that you could use, you know, um, maybe you have a mover you like better than another, but you should have two or three on the list. Um, you know, same thing with home inspectors and everybody else. So that's my number one tip for, um, for any realtor is to get to know some people you trust to send business to um, because, you know, things don't always go right. When people are involved in anything, things don't always go right. Every real estate deal doesn't go right. 
every move doesn't happen perfectly. But you want to know that you have somebody you can reach out to, they can get involved, they can help out with the process if something does go wrong. So while we're kind of on that thread, like thread, what um, what are some common mistakes you see people make, whether it's from the client side or um, you know misinformation or bad advice from the realtor? Not ill intention, of course, but you know just misconceptions. Some things that people go into, you know, common misconceptions about it. Uh, some people, there's a lot of you know, just like you hear people hear bad things about some real estate professionals or maybe not professionals. I shouldn't use that word. (laughs) People in real estate, you know, there's a lot of horror stories with moving companies uh, that were out there to underestimate, to get the job to. um, And and I would say most moving companies are not in that position. I mean, that's almost like, like that, you know, you're not in it for one sale with somebody. You're not in it for one move with somebody, or you don't want to burn a bridge with a realtor that referred somebody. So, um, you know, that is the number one misconception because you do hear stories about, uh, you know, people call us and think it was us that moved them. We have to figure out who, it, you know, there's other companies with similar names to us that aren't reputable in certain states. And they'll call us and they're like, I moved to Florida. And we're like, oh, did you use the Florida interstate people? And then, you know, they're all upset because they were told one thing and people didn't show up. People said they had to pay them before they took the stuff off the truck, you know, things like that, um, that they actually is not part of, if, if you're part of the American Movers and Storage Association, you have to follow certain ethics, just like Mm -hmm. when you're part of, uh, you're a realtor. Exactly. So, you know, that's something that, uh, a reputable mover won't do, but you know, there's ones out there that give us a bad name. So I think that's just such an important point to hit home with this is that it's, I think a lot of people kind of do have that misconception that the the moving and storage transaction is is just that it's a one-time transaction. I'm I'm not going to move for another four, five, six, ten years, whatever. So, but if if you co- approach it with this idea that you know this is more of a business partnership, you know, long term, I'm, I'm trusting. I mean, you're trusting them with all your stuff to get it from one place to another safely. So it really does pay off to you know think of it from a bigger picture standpoint. Um, and especially if you're the realtor in the equation, because like you said, that's, it's just another service provider that you can have, uh, in your arsenal to help with your clients. Like you said, with, with inspectors and so on and so forth. So excellent point. All right. Moving tip number two, go. Number two, let's see, you know, if, if you have to factor in, um, time versus money very often, so when you're getting the estimate from um, from a mover, which, by the way, maybe this is moving tip number one, number two. I was going somewhere else, but I'll go with, it, with this. Okay. Only use a mover that will do some kind of visual as visual survey. So there's movers out there that have you fill out um, online forms. There's ones that have you take your own pictures. Taking your own pictures is fine if you're also going to have a conversation with someone and they can mm-hmm. ask you more about it. If you've got a lot of stuff and someone and you're taking a picture of the front of a, a storage room of boxes, you know it's really hard to give you an accurate estimate. Um, so, uh, like our company, will do free in-home estimates for people, or we also offer virtuals. But it's not just take a picture. You're walking around and you're showing them stuff, and you're talking to each other during like on that FaceTime estimate or something like that. Exactly, right? gotcha. we use Zoom or FaceTime. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, 
but where I was going with this too is pe- people forget what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, people think they can pack more than they um, than realistically they can because they don't realize how long it's going to take to pack. Right. So um, so you know it's good to during those estimates say, hey, what if you pro- you packed our breakables? What if you end up packing this and that? We think we're going to do it, but maybe we're not. Just to go ahead and get that in the estimate. People are only going to pay for what we really do for them. Right. So, you know, again, there's, there's the time versus money thing. Uh, people, unless they're retired, a lot of times they think they have more time than they have. Um, so we can always estimate these things for them, you know, and again, they won't pay for it if we don't do it. Makes sense. That's a good one because, again, you, you wouldn't even think about it right off the bat, but you're right. You would. I think a lot of people go into this scenario thinking, oh, I just need them to move the big stuff. I just need help with the dressers and the furniture and all that kind of stuff. But then if they're there, they're there. You might as well might as well get the information, and, and then you can weigh your options afterwards. So that's good. So that's t- tip number two that's, and three. That's Yeah, we'll call that two and a half. <laughs> we'll call that two and a half. Um, so how about let's, So we've talked a lot about preparation. We've talked a lot about kind of what to do to get – get the client ready, what the real realtor can do to get the client ready. Um, what kind of role can the realtor play day of the move, whether it's move out, move in to make the process, make the life of the client a little bit better? Well, it's always really nice, especially if you're moving a full house to offer the crew um, to buy them lunch, maybe, or something like that, you know, get them some pizza, get them some subs. The realtor could offer, say, hey, you know, I, I know you're going to be really busy on moving day. I want to take this off your plate. Why don't I get your movers uh, some pizza, mm-hmm. you know, that day? Um, that, that would be something nice that the, the realtor could still be involved. One thing I've heard some realtors talk about just in this, in this area is they like, especially if it's a move-in, um, so families moving, moving to a neighborhood, moving to a new place, the realtor tries to have a little bit of a, you know, obviously not uh, intrusive, but some kind of a presence there on the day so that they can kind of be seen by the neighbors in the neighborhood that this is the realtor that moved them in. So there's kind of that opportunity there with, with move-in day um, when all the, you know, you, if, you, if you want to carry a box, go for it. But, you know, but um, so just something like that. It's just it's a way for the, for, the, for the realtor to engage, kind of show that they're there because now they're in the house. They've got the keys. You know, the, the realtor's job, quote-unquote, is done. But that extra step of, Kind of showing that they care and that they're really in it through the whole process to get them in the home and happy um, yeah. means a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I know some realtors actually buy their clients a meal that day because they've just been moving all day. Right. So they might order pizza for them or something like that too. Very good, very good. So so we talked a little bit about the the storage and the, um, kind of some funny stories that happened there. Do you have any funny moving stories you want to share with us? So I was a move consultant before I moved into like – uh, doing a more business development type of work. And I call myself a move concierge now, mm-hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> but I was a move consultant. So I went and I would do the surveys and, uh, I was in this one gentleman's house, uh, in DC and, uh, he was moving to California and we're going around the house and we get down to his basement area and he's like, can you move these plants? And I guess he just thought it was clueless and didn't realize they were marijuana plants. <laughs> so I said, you know, um, First off, we don't move live plants uh, because of various reasons. And second of all, we don't do drug trafficking. (laughs) Yeah. But also, I said, I highly recommend that you don't put these in your car either and drive these across the country because they will stop you. If If you don't get stopped anywhere else, you will get stopped 
at the border in California because they're very strict about what plants come into their state. And it doesn't matter if it's legal there or what the situation is. At that point, after you carried them that far dangerously, they're going to get thrown out anyway. (laughs) So do what you got to do, but those aren't going with you. That's a good one. That's that's a funny one. Um, Any stories or any experiences that you'd want to share that a realtor has come back and told you about? I mean, you said you were a realtor before you were with Interstate. So anything realtor related, any stories you've gotten from them, experiences from a realtor that you'd like to share? Oh, I have one. You've got one. Go for it. Okay. So there was a realtor in this area. I'm not going to say what his name is. Oh, no. Yeah, no names. But he was a REMAX agent. I can say that. Okay. Um, He has decided to he had lived in florida in the past he decided he wanted to go back to florida last year uh actually just before uh pandemic started last year and we had done an estimate for him and he contacted me and said sherry i'm sorry i got this this other mover that's going to give me this great deal and um you know i just i'm just going to use them instead but i really like interstate i'll continue to refer you if somebody asks because you've been great with our clients whatever so he moves to Florida. We're still Facebook friends. We sent, you know, we still interact a little bit. And um, about two months after he moved to Florida, he sends me a message. He actually posted on our interstate, interstate Facebook page that he made the worst mistake of his life by not choosing interstate to make his move because um, he had the most horrible move with this other mover. And it just, you know, things went, everything went sideways. Things got broken. They weren't on time, whatever. A bunch of stuff happened that he said, he he said, you know, it really, it's not about the cheapest, you know, you should work with people you trust. So now we'll just wrap this up with our third moving tip. Our third rapid fire moving tip. I really think those, that last one was two. (laughs) Um, yeah, probably, you know, the cheapest isn't always the best. That's a good, you that's know? A good one. Yep. Uh, most people want to talk to two or three movers. Yeah. Um, and I know we offer to look at the other estimates and say, hey, we can't beat that. That looks like a great deal. Or again, you're not looking at apples and oranges. So sometimes we'll say, hey, you know, they didn't put this in. They didn't put that in. Or let us match the weight they said because they, they said this was 5,000 pounds less than us. So how much would we cost of that same? You know, even though this may be more, we got to tell you it could be right. more. But, you know, um, so I would say, um, you know, that that's, that's my big tip. You know, the, the, the cheapest is not always the best route to go. So and when, we're not always the most expensive either. So, I, you know, again, it's not always apples and oranges. Right. And, I mean, cost is obviously a big part of it. But the when you're weighing between two or three different moving companies, what are some amenities or services that uh, I guess are kind of wholesale that pretty much everyone covers? Or are there certain things like certain smaller services or certain smaller aspects of the move that people might not be thinking about that, that you guys offer that other places don't like something that sets them apart? Well, you know, those companies that do that piecemealing of cost, I think it's really hard to have an idea of what it really is going to cost in the end. Right. So that's part of the reason where like our company does the, you know, it, it does that flat. If it's a dish pack, it's, it's this much money. Right. If it's a medium box, it's this much money. Right. Um, so there's a lot of companies out there that do that piecemealing thing. 
Um, but the most important tip is make sure that mover is a member of the American Movers and Storage Association. Because again, I mentioned that we have to follow certain ethics. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then um, you know, I would also check that they that they have the pro mover um, designation. Okay. And that's just like a realtor getting another designation. And there's another level of like things you've agreed to do as a pro mover ethically, um, with that and training and things like that. So, um, you know, we have that designation. There are other movers in this area that have that. So I would look to that. Sherry, thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you again to Interstate Moving and Storage for being an awesome partner with NVAR. You were great. You were always great when you come and interact with NVAR. We love having you here. It's always good content. So thank you so much again. Thank you, Steve. That's very nice. I really enjoyed it, too. It was a lot of fun. And thank you again to everyone who tuned in today. We will see you next time.